This is where normal comes to die. Mediocrity meets its final demise, and the status quo is unabashedly dismantled. Welcome to Reinvention Radio. Now, here's your host, Steve Olsher. Okay, so Steve is out doing something fabulous, and I am Mary Goulet, and hello, Richard Otey. Hey, how's it going, man? Good. We're usually here with him every week, and so sometimes we are asked to host the show. Today, we have a special guest. Um, Brigitte, are you from New Media Summit? Yes, I was at New Media Summit, and I must tell you, I absolutely loved it. Isn't it an amazing event? And we're not, just because we're part of it, we're not trying to oversell it. It's truly a fantastic event if you want to be a podcast or get on someone else's podcast. And the networking is outrageous. Yeah. And, and it's, uh, you know, you learn, you have fun, you cry, you laugh. It, it was really, really fabulous. And I think even if you don't have a podcast, it's a great, great event to go to and meet some really amazing entrepreneurs. Oh, terrific. Yes, you're exactly right. And People I've talked with over the last few summits would walk in and say, I don't have a podcast and I have no interest in creating one. And those very same people, by the end of the three days, are creating their own podcast. I know. That was actually one of my goals when I went there and I arrived there and I said, okay, so my goal for the weekend is to see if I can fall in love with podcasts because I do live events and I do, you know, video events, but the podcasting, it was kind of like, I don't know. I don't know. And um, I have my podcast going now. Right. <laughs> it was a hit. Yeah. So let's go back into your history, though, because you didn't start out as a podcaster or um, helping other women start their own talk radio type mm-hmm. thing. You have an yeah. interesting past, a very colorful past. Oh, my gosh, I know. Well, I've been an entrepreneur since I was a kid, really. I like to joke and say my first entrepreneurial business was around the age of 12. I needed to sell chocolate bars and I lived out in the country. So I had no clue how I was going to do that. And then I had a remote family member who had passed away and we had to stop at the funeral home. So I thought, oh, look at all these women crying. I bet chocolate would make them feel better. <laughs> and, and I sold all my chocolate bars. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I know. But then, um, you know, I was always a really outgoing kid. And in 1982, my family lost everything with the recession. And we lived in a French part of the country. And we did not speak a word of English. And my dad picked up everybody. I was 17 years old and moved us way up north, almost to the North Pole, to work uh, for the oil industry. And I, I completely lost my communication skills. I, I couldn't even ask for a glass of water. I didn't know how to ask for anything. And that completely changed my life. Was it because of the language barrier or? Yes. Okay. Yes. Like I, I, because I did not speak a word of English and no one spoke a word of French. So you, you start from scratch. And, you know, um, when I was in high school, I was a DJ. I already had done some public speaking and I loved it. I always have. But then 
when I moved to a place where even I start after I started speaking English, I was very self-conscious because I have an accent. And it was a very long journey for me to get back to this place where I could talk in front of people and and be able to do it. Hmm. So when you were way up north, is that when you started getting into the hockey? Yes. Oh, um, well, tell us about actually, that. Yeah. So I, um, I I started getting involved playing hockey because as any good Canadians, that's what you do. <laughs> and I absolutely fell in love with it. And I played and I coached and I refed and I was president of the league. I started a semi-pro women's hockey team. And then, of course, that took me into a place where I had to speak in front of people as well. So it started building my self-confidence. But hockey was my life for a good 25 years. So you, okay, so tell us what, how you got like into the hockey and what you did and for how many years you were doing that. Yeah, so um, playing hockey, and I played quite at a high level. I traveled a little bit. I even went to Hong Kong to play hockey. And uh, although I did not make the Olympic team, I had uh, friends that were on the Olympic team that I played with. And uh, one of them uh, thought she was going to retire. And we decided um, she she didn't know what she was going to do. And I said, well, we should start a business. And we opened up a women's sports store. And uh, all we sold was women's sporting equipment from hockey to baseball to running, anything that had to do with uh, women's hockey equipment. And uh, again, because I had an Olympian involved, you know, like media and, you know, I kept getting this thing where I loved speaking, public speaking, and watching people public speaking. And then um, my friend went back to the Olympic team because she thought she was retiring and decided that she was not going to retire. And I stayed with the business and realized that I do not like retail. <laughs> and um, so I did a shift. I I, um, I kept one small part of the business where all we sold was sports bras. And I bought a gym, and then on I went with that. And the sports bra business started growing. And again, that took me in front of people um, doing presentation on sports bras. And that's when Women Talk was born. It was uh, an idea that I came up with that was simply a fundraiser. And uh, from there, in 2015, I then made it a business. And, uh, yeah, that's where I am today. So how on your website, uh, womentalk.ca, you're still in Canada. Yes. Women Talk membership, how did you... I mean, you tr- you did do public speaking. That's kind of been a thread throughout your whole life. Yes. So um, what I wanted to do is just get women together sharing stories. That's it. It's ordinary women sharing extraordinary stories. It's so simple. It's ancient. Yet 
it was a new concept because you see we were not about networking we're it's not about selling your product it's not about you know um, networking at all it's simply sharing your story but here is the funny thing that everybody now is on the bandwagon is that when you share a personal story people connect with you and once they connect with you they want to do business with you so women talk was actually it's it's the way people like to word it, it was given to me because I'm a doer. And it's taken me on roads that I had no idea I was going to go on. And the membership is one of them. So these women that um, would go and share a story, then would get over their fear of public speaking a little bit. And then they wanted more. So what I've done is I've created a membership where once they're a member, they can speak at any location and they can speak multiple times and and share different stories. And that helps them uh, become better speakers and learn how to promote their business. And now we just keep on adding on. And it's really taken off on me so quickly. Sometimes I feel, you know, I come up with these ideas and it, it's so, it grows so fast. I, I feel like I'm always behind trying to catch up with everything. You know, Bridget, I had a question for you. This is Richard. When um, I heard you saying you're really a doer, but then obviously you've really been inclined to do this speaking stuff. And it, you know, they're not necessarily mutually exclusive, but in the world of, say, manifestation or trying to build a business or doing personal growth, how much of it do you think is doing something and how much of it is just sharing your story? Um, I think so. Here's my philosophy. If you want something to happen, say it out loud and share it with people. Because once it's been verbalized and it's out there in the universe, stuff starts happening. And um, like, it's crazy. Like whatever it is you want, I always tell people like, just say it, just say, I'm doing this. I have no clue how I have no clue where Like I just don't know anything other than this is what I want to do. So the membership, for example, was one of those things um, when people wanted to, you know, we're getting more and more applications wanting to come on our stages. I thought, I'm going to start a membership (laughs) and I had no clue really what it was going to look like, but I just shared it with people. I think I'm going to start a membership and, and it just started happening. So I'm a big, big believer in the law of attraction and in the law of attraction in taking steps towards what it is you want. And the first step is to actually say it out loud and say it to people. So how long ago did you start your Women Talk? So in 2012, I hosted my first event. And that's when I uh, focused on uh, sports bras. And that's all I was doing is selling sports bras. We had a store and we were online. And I thought, I want to give back to the community. What What could I do? Like, could I do a golf tournament or, you know, trying to come up with a cool concept. And I thought, oh, what if, you know, we just did an evening of story sharing. So I did one and we sold out the the stage that we were at. It was 150 people. And I donated all the money to the YWCA. 
And then I was like, oh, that's cool. And then we did another one and it was annually. And then we did two events the following year and then another one. And then in 2015, because I saw that people were hungry for this, they were hungry for a place to support women and to be heard. And so I thought, I wonder if we could do a monthly event and, you know, go smaller scale and maybe still host our annual one. But this time, I'm going to turn this into a business. And I wanted to turn it into a business because I wanted to grow. I wanted this concept to reach as many people as possible. And, you know, I truly believe if you don't make money, you die. Like, you, you cannot just run volunteer forever. You're going to, you'll never grow. So, um and yeah, I did the one city every month for a year. And then I thought, I wonder if I could duplicate this somewhere. So I went to a city that's about less than an hour, just a little less than an hour from where I live. And now we were doing two a month. And that was in 2016. We're now 2018 and I have 13 locations across Canada, which have three speakers every single month. So what were the pitfalls that you may have run across along the way when you were, you know, kind of following the plan that. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's, I'm almost, I feel like I'm reinventing myself over and over because there's always something new happening or it's growing so fast. So right now I'm actually, um, just at the tail end of switching all my system because I need to have everything automated just because it's grown. So like I'm a, I'm running this business on my own. I have 13 events every single month. Now each city has a director, but you know, all the creating the events and the emails and all of this I do on my own. So I was pretty much not sleeping anymore. (laughs) So I wanted to really uh, automate everything. So I approached someone who I knew was an Infusionsoft expert. And I was um, going to ask her, like, how much would you charge me to, you know, sort of do this? And um, she then came back to me and said, you know what? I love what you do and I need to become a better speaker. So why don't we work together? I will build your systems and you help me build my webinars and my presentations. And we have a two year deal. So it just took care of itself. Wow. Yeah. And again, it was like this law of attraction, right? I put it out there and I said, I need somebody to help me because of course, building a system like that is like $10,000. Because there's so many moving parts. And I was just, I was so blown away and grateful. So when you look at the top nav bar of your site, you have the tickets that people can purchase for the monthly events, and then you have a variety of webinars and workshops. Then you've created a membership site. Tell us about what that entails. So my members, like I said before, they um, these women, so I have many women that just want to come and share their one story and, you know, it's just an incredible thing for them to do. But then I had all these other women that want to become better speakers. So I created this membership where they pay $97 to join. 
and then they pay a $20, $19 fee monthly, and then they can speak as on um, at as many locations as they want to. Then I help them build webinars. We do live Facebook. We're actually tomorrow. We're just starting a new uh, live Facebook show that will uh, that's called Women Talk Business. Uh, the, the Rise and Grind actually is going to be the name. But it's so most of my uh, business has uh, has not been about business. It has been about overcoming something sharing a personal story and um just it's been pushing me towards there are a lot of women and i'm talking your solopreneurs very small beginner business that if they could present better their business would really grow so these are the people that i'm focusing on with the membership you know you're a coach you you have you know uh, like i said a, a solopreneur business if you're able to go and speak in front of a group, it will help you grow your business so much faster. So that's what the membership is about. And then I also uh, do events with you. Um, you know, we'll do a, a live Facebook that will then take you to take the the followers to a free webinar that will then take them to a workshop where they pay to attend the workshop. And is that the one you're saying they get for free as far as they get to speak at as many of those events as they want for free? With uh, No. So where they speak for free is my 13 locations. So Women Talk has 13 locations across Canada and we host monthly events there. And people go there to share a personal story. Now, my members can go to any of these 13 locations and they'll share a story. But then, so we don't allow our speakers to sell on the mic. But our MC will say, um, you know, oh, Bridget, that was an incredible story. Now, by the way, ladies, Bridget owns, um, you know, a membership that you can join. And when you share, you know, a very... Uh, deep personal story like i said before people connect with you and then they want to do business with you so if you offer anything that they need or want they will do business with you hmm and it's interesting how you take such an entrepreneurial slant on this and you've created that membership then you have a license people can buy and start their own chapter Yes. And it all so, flows together really well? Yeah. So what was happening is, you know, the first, I think, six chapters for the first two years, like I went to every event. I had, you know, I have all the equipment. I set up everything. I help, you know, and but I had directors that would help me find speakers in their city. And I mean, some of these cities I, I'm traveling to and was traveling to are like a three hour drive. So I would drive there, host the event and then drive back home that same night. Like it was, yeah, that's a lot. Oh, my gosh. Like that first two years was just a big whirlwind. So, you know, I knew that I couldn't keep going that way. So um, what I decided to do is I would sell a license and the license, when you buy the license, so that's $2,000 and then you pay your $250 a month, that's your license fee. And then 
what I do is I create all the events and the social media and, you know, all the banners and I sell the tickets online for you. Like we do all the behind the scenes. What my directors need to do is they need to host the event. So they're in front of the of the, the, the attendees behind the microphone. So that raised their profile. And uh, so what I tell um, my directors when they buy a chapter, this is not something you're going to make a lot of money at. You know, you might make 500 bucks that month uh, on a good month. So sometimes more like some some of the chapters have a lot of attendees. But as a general rule, we get about 30 people and uh, all these attendees uh, pay twenty five dollars to come and listen to the stories. But what it does for my directors that buy the chapter is it really raise your profile because now you are seen as an authority. Because whenever you are behind a mic and running an event, you're the big wig in, in the crowd. So then that helps their other business. So most people that will buy a chapter, they're quite often coaches or, you know, some kind of other business that by being a a director of a chapter, they can acquire a lot of new customers. Wow. So do you have bigger plans? You're just going to maintain and sustain what you have going. Oh, no. So um, here it comes. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Right now, so what I'm doing right now is I really have to automate everything. So the training of the directors, the training of the, we call them talkers, not speakers, like a little bit of training. And then eventually, not far from now, not far in the future from now, we're going to actually sell program to learn how to speak in front of the microphone. So the do's and the don'ts and all that. So when you apply to talk, you can just come and talk and share your story. That's always going to be free. But if you want to do a better job, then you can buy this program. And then if you want to do it in all the cities, then you become a member. Then if you want to host an event together, then we split the revenues. So, you know, it starts right from the beginning. It's free to, you know, doing some big events together. Now, I also have a convention. Uh, It was actually, I think, a week after your guys' convention. Um, I had 150 people, 17 speakers, and um, that's going to grow as well. So right now the plan is I need to get all my systems in order (laughs) because I need to sleep. And then once we have a lot of automation then we're going to grow and i have people in the u.s wanting to buy chapters i have people in new zealand australia england like people are wanting to do this everywhere because story sharing is just so incredible it's so powerful and especially for women i think we just love to be in a room full of women and listening to someone who shares them sometimes just horrendous stories and then how she overcame this because I think why it's it's so appealing to so many people is you know we're so over bombarded with the superstars and the Kardashians of this world and even the Oprah's that are very inspiring but you know I'll never be Oprah but when I have just an ordinary woman sharing an extraordinary story, now I can see myself 
overcoming something. And, and if the story is similar to mine, it's incredible what it does for, for women. Yeah, so we only have a couple minutes left. I want to make sure that everyone knows to go to womentalk.ca. Yes. They can find out more information. Your site has so many opportunities and offerings. It's um, fascinating. What would you, what advice would you give a woman who really wants to do something and finding that entrepreneurial spark? Do you have one piece of advice you'd give someone? Well, my one piece of advice I give everybody and my members laugh and repeat it all the time is you're scared. Okay. Do it anyway. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. Because I think our, we perceive it to be way worse. The anticipation can be overwhelming. Yeah. And, and, you know, we're scared for different reasons. Some people are scared because it needs to be perfect before they do it. Well, you'll never do it. Yeah. I'll report back that, that I think goes true for men too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's in the female genre so yeah i know but i mean i, I think it, it works for us work too, for guys yeah, too yeah. yeah i mean we get scared too i know you know it's funny because i have talked about i do own the domain men talk and um but i always laugh and say when i go and talk to the guys i say oh would you guys like to come to an event where you can share your feelings <laughs> yeah and they all <laughs> scatter <laughs> exactly well brigitte thank you so much for being with us on reinvention radio thank you it was a terrific story, and I'm, I'm just intrigued by your site, so I'm going to browse through it some more. Thank you. It was a wonderful opportunity, and I love your podcast. You guys are all amazing. Yes, and we hope to see you at the next New Media Summit. That would be great. I plan on coming soon. I don't know if this one, but maybe the next one. Yeah, into San Diego then. And good yeah. luck on your rise and grind, too. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thank you. That was Brigitte from womentalk.ca. And definitely take a look at her site because she has spread the entrepreneurial wealth all the way through all of her offerings. You've been listening to Reinvention Radio, and until next time, reinvent yourself. One person has the power to change the world, impact millions of lives, and leave a legacy for lifetimes to come. That person is you. In the New York Times bestseller, What is Your What? Steve Ulcher, award-winning author and founder of the Reinvention Workshop, reveals his proven process that has helped thousands of men and women discover, share, and monetize the one thing they were born to do. Grab your free copy now at www.whatisyourwhat.com slash free. That's www.whatisyourwhat.com forward slash free.